Welcome to Tanakh Daily, a congregation of Havas Torah initiative. Today, we are exploring the sixth parak of Sefer Melachim, which is a very momentous one. It opens, And it came to pass, in the 480th year, after the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, the Pasuk continues with some more information about the date, and then Vayiven Habayis Lashem. That in that year, at that time, he, Shlomo, began to build the house of the Lord. Shlomo begins construction of the Beis HaMikdash. And of course, by framing and dating this moment, not just within the years of Shlomo's life and his, and his reign in particular, that would be kind of the standard way of dating events, uh, as we will see as the Sefer continues, but by dating it within the context of Yitzias Mitzrayim, of the exodus from Egypt, it's clear, it's communicated to us just how momentous, how monumental and historic this achievement was. The Pasuk communicates to us that the construction of the Beis HaMikdash <clears throat> is really the culmination of a process that begun with Yitzias Mitzrayim. Leaving Egypt, we became a nation, we go on to then receive the Torah, then we conquer the land of Kinaan, we, we conquer Israel, but Hashem still remained in a temporary dwelling until now. And at this point, with the building of the Beis HaMikdash and all of the prerequisites that we've described preceding this chapter, right? We've needed safety and prosperity and honor. Now Hashem is ready to have a permanent, suitably grand dwelling. Now we've reached the culmination of this centuries-long journey. The parak then goes into great detail, describing the many beautiful, ornate elements of the Mikdash, built with stone and wood and gold. And I'm not going to go through all of these the, the facets and, and their dimensions, but I'll just make a few notes. Firstly, we should recognize, uh, though we take it for granted, that the Beis HaMikdash is different than the Mishkan. Now, if I was tasked to build the Beis HaMikdash, intuitively, I would have taken the exact schematics of the Mishkan, which are given over in precise detail in the Torah, and I would have followed them to a T, changing the materials from the light and transportable uh, curtains and, and such to immobile stone, wood, and gold. I would have just taken the same structure, but changed the materials. I wouldn't have changed anything else. After all, the sacrificial service to Hashem, or the, the avoda of the Mishkan and now the Beis HaMikdash, is one that is done with scientific precision. And that, that, that precision expresses a certain fealty to Hashem uh, and to Hashem's very particular instructions that are, that, that is, I think, uh, critical in and of itself. We're, we're meant to follow Hashem's uh, rules to a T, uh, and and that is critical to the avoda. After all, that following of Hashem's instruction was almost a, a tikkun. It was a way of uh, resolving the sin of the golden calf of the egel hazav, where the people served Hashem in a totally unsolicited way. If that's how we understand that episode, but obviously that's a conversation for uh, another time. Uh, but it's certainly a message which everyone would agree is communicated in the death, the tragic death of Nadav and Avihu, who themselves go off script and they uh, don't follow the prescribed way of serving Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Mishkan really, what we're talking about, uh, in the Mishkan, the avoda has to be done at the right time, in the right place, in the right amounts. Everything has to be so exact and particular in order for it to, you know, quote unquote, 
work. So to think that in the very construction of the Beis HaMikdash, there would uh, be a high level of, uh, of creativity, of, of originality, uh, is, uh, is striking. One would expect a very high level of fidelity to the exact dimensions of the structure that was divinely prescribed in the form of the Mishkan. But Shlomo doesn't do that. Shlomo goes off script and he adds rooms to the structure. He adds an ulam. He adds, uh, um, changes dimensions of, uh, of, of vessels and the number of vessels. And uh, uh, we, uh, we have new structural design elements and windows, etc. So how does Shlomo know to do these things. How to, so before we even say that, the first thing to, to just recognize is that this should be shocking, that this should be something that we, we're, we're taken aback and, and we should consider the fact, right? Because we, we know that the Mikdash is not the same thing as the Mishkan, but it's important to, to realize that it wasn't inevitably going to be so and that indeed it's surprising. So then how does Shlomo then go about making these changes? Um, and I, I think it's instructive to compare Shlomo to another person who is also described as having been endowed with divine Chachma, and that is B'Tzalel. Hashem tells Moshe and Shmos Lamed Aleph that B'Tzalel will help Moshe build the Mishkan. Hashem says, Va'amalei osa ruach Elokim b'chachma milacha. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and all manners of workmanship. Salah was given divine inspiration and knowledge to guide him in the construction of the Mishkan. Now Shlomo follows in that same path with that same divine wisdom uh, that is imbued within him. That's what enables him to do what I believe is just incredibly remarkable, and that is to construct a completely redesigned home for the Shekhinah. So again, um, the, the, the wisdom of Shlomo is not just in, uh, in his ability to adjudicate cases, it's not just his ability to compose uh, parables and songs, it's not just in his knowledge of, uh, of animals and fl- f- uh, flora and fauna, but it's a, it's a wisdom that is so deep that is is in tuned with uh, with the Shekhinah that enables him to construct the Mishkan that will meet all of the necessary requirements for what is ultimately something that it has to be done with a kind of uh, scientific accuracy. So it's, it's kind of fascinating to, to put Shlomo's character in, in conversation with Bitsalo. So I'll uh, leave you for that. I'll leave you with that to consider. I want to make an additional point, one more, one more point, and that is that 11 Psukim into the Perak, the description of the Beis HaMikdash is interrupted by a message that Hashem delivers to Shlomo. And he tells Shlomo that the structure that you're, you're, you're building will stand so long as you walk in my ways and you follow my statutes. And if you do so, then I'll honor my covenant that I made with your father, with David, and then I will dwell among the, this nation and I will not abandon them. And of course, implicitly, this is a warning to Shlomo uh, and or perhaps the whole nation that uh, if he or they fail to follow in Hashem's ways, that Hashem will abandon this structure and the people. And the content of the message is, of course, not very surprising, but its placement right in the middle of this parak, describing the structure of the Mishka, of the Beis HaMikdash is somewhat surprising. And the Barbanel says something that I think is, is very insightful. And he says that the message uh, was a kind of a counterpoint uh, to the parak. It was tempering the parak in a certain way. 
And it was meant to communicate to Shlomo and to us, the readers of Sefer Malachim, that yes, the Beis HaMikdash was made of extraordinarily strong, durable, fine materials. Uh, it was built to withstand the test of time. But Hashem needed to warn Shlomo and, and, and to demonstrate to us that the fact is that the durability of the Mishkan is ultimately, it ultimately rests not on uh, the quality of the construction, but on the quality of Shlomo and the nation's behavior, their fidelity to Hashem and the Torah, which is, of course, a very powerful message. I think a beautiful comment of the Abarbanel. The parak then ends by telling us that the construction of the Mishkan was completed in seven years. And I'll just conclude by noting that that number is, of course, of great symbolic meaning. Hashem uh, creates the world. His great act of creation lasts for seven days. And by creating the world, Hashem creates a home for man, for mankind. And now mankind has completed the, the pinnacle of human creation in seven years, that same recurring number, seven. And it is, of course, a home made by man, but it is a home for the divine. That's it for today. Chazak ve'ematz and happy learning.